Today's Core of the Bible Daily Insight focuses on relying on God's strength to express forgiveness to our enemies. And the theme is that God expects us to honor our adversaries, and thankfully, He's also provided us the ability to do so. And this comes from a passage in 1 Samuel 24, where it says the following, David asked Saul, Why do you listen to rumors that I'm trying to harm you? Today you saw how the Lord handed you over to me in the cave. Although I was told to kill you, I spared you, saying, I will not raise my hand against your majesty because you are Yahweh's anointed. My master, look at this. The border of your robe is in my hand. And since I cut off the border of your robe and didn't kill you, you should know and be able to see that I mean you no harm or rebellion. I haven't sinned against you, but you're trying to ambush me in order to take my life. May Yahweh decide between you and me. May Yahweh take revenge on you for what you did to me. However, I will not lay a hand on you. It's like people used to say long ago, wickedness comes from wicked people, but I will not lay a hand on you. So the story of Saul and David encompasses many facets of spiritual instruction within the lore of Israel. In this instance, David and his men are being pursued by a jealous Saul, then present king of Israel, because Saul thinks David is heading a rebellion to overthrow him. And the pursuit comes to a climax when Saul unknowingly enters a cave into which David and his men are already hiding. David even gets close enough to cut off a corner of Saul's robe. This incident highlights Yeshua's teaching that we should not harm our enemies, and it's paraphrased below. As in Matthew 5, it says, Never retaliate. Instead, offer to go above and beyond for those oppressing you. Now, David could have been justified in taking vengeance on his enemy who was quite literally pursuing him to kill him. However, in our day and culture, those who may be adversarial to us are rarely out to physically kill us. They may speak badly about us in an unjustifiable way, they may actively try to work against our objectives, and they may use us for their own personal ends, but they are rarely out to actually take our lives. Now, if David could be so forgiving and honorable in a justifiable situation with a sworn enemy when his life was in danger, shouldn't that give us hope that we can and should have the same ability to overcome the advances of our adversaries? David mentions a saying that was prevalent in his culture and his time, wickedness comes from wicked people. Yeshua substantiated that perspective even in his teachings, a millennium after the events of David took place. And this is captured in Luke 6, which says, A good tree doesn't produce rotten fruit, and a rotten tree doesn't produce good fruit. Each tree is known by its fruit. You don't pick figs from thorny plants or grapes from a thorn bush. Good people do the good that is in them, but evil people do the evil that is in them. And the things that people say come from inside them. So, Even though this may be the case, Yeshua also encourages us to take a very specific stance with those who may be displaying the wickedness that comes from inside of them. In Matthew 5, he says, You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to oppose an evil person. If someone slaps you on your right cheek, turn your other cheek to him as well. If someone wants to sue you in order to take your shirt, let him have your coat too. And if someone forces you to go one mile, go two miles with him. Give to everyone who asks you for something, and don't turn away anyone who wants to borrow something from you. So if we're to be considered followers of Yeshua, then we need to abide by the principles that He endorses, or rather requires, of those who would claim to be His. 
These types of non-retaliatory actions require a very special form of forgiveness that can typically only be displayed as we rely on the Spirit of God providing us the strength to do so. And this is illustrated in a little bit longer passage in Romans 8, verses 3 through 9, where it says, It's impossible to do what God's standards demand because of the weakness of our human nature. But by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, God condemned sin in the flesh in our corrupt nature. Therefore, we who do not live by our corrupt nature but by our spiritual nature are now able to meet God's standards. And those who live by the corrupt nature have the corrupt nature's attitude. But those who live by the spiritual nature have the spiritual nature's attitude. The corrupt nature's attitude leads to death, but the spiritual nature's attitude leads to life and peace. And this is so because the corrupt nature has a hostile attitude toward God. It refuses to place itself under the authority of God's standards because it can't. Those who are under the control of the corrupt nature can't please God. But if God's Spirit lives in you, you you are under the control of your spiritual nature, not your corrupt nature. So what can we learn from all of this? Well, as believers... God has provided us the resources needed to carry out his expectations that we overcome our adversaries through forgiveness and kind actions. I really believe it's time for us to do so. Well, thanks so much for listening today. I hope this insight was helpful for you. Please be sure to visit us at corethebible.org for hundreds of other articles and other resources about the Bible. Thanks so much for listening today. Take care.